0: I believe we're all doing great. Anytime we have the opportunity to pray, I believe it is a blessing and an honor to come before the throne of grace, to come before the Father of glory, who hears, who sees, and nothing misses His presence, nothing misses His eyes and ears. For His ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are also not our thoughts we will always continue to pray. Irrespective of whatever that happens, prayer does not depend on emotions. Neither does it depend on our surroundings or, our, or what we see or what we hear. Prayer is purely the atmosphere in which we are able to work assess the mind of god to have that face-to-face interaction with the creator with our father so for some days this month we are going to be touching on prayer and I think last week we touched on something i want us to open our bibles to kick it off from psalm 9, chapter 91. In verses 15 and 16. The book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. Chapter ninety-one. to 1. I believe it's a popular chapter. And from the verse 15 and 16. I read from the New King James rendition. It says. He shall call upon me. He shall call upon me. He shall call upon me. Who? The believer. Who? The child of God. said, He shall call upon me. And I, the Lord, will answer. Anytime there's a man or a woman to call upon God, He is always available to answer. So whenever you go on your knees in prayer, Know that there's an answer you are going to receive. Most of the times, the problems that we have as Christians is that the answer that we expect to get, if we don't get it, we don't see that as prayer. And it's a a very interesting thing that we need to spend time as we pray, we observe how God reacts, how he responds or he answers to our call. So he shall call upon me and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. God is going to be with you in trouble. And he said, I will deliver him and honor him so our deliverance our safety out of trouble and even our honor all lies when we call upon god verse 16 says with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation so just by one call we are able to tap into deliverance. We are able to be secure from trouble. We are able to step into a place where we are honored. We are able to come to a place where we are satisfied with longevity of the blessings of God. Just by calling. Not any other person but God. Some people can pick up a phone, call the police and they know that the police will respond. we we'll call the ambulance and they know the ambulance will respond. But when it comes to prayer, they don't have that conviction that at the end, there is a God who answers. And tonight we are going to touch on that. So when we talk about prayer, there's something that I've come to understand that prayer starts with the heart posture. The posture of your heart pusher off your heart prayer start with your heart it is a heart thing your heart thing you need to be convicted knowing that there is God knowing that there is somebody who is going to answer your prayer there is a God out there who is going to answer your prayer that brings about that conviction of heart. So the Bible says that anyone who comes to God should come knowing that he is a rewarder of they who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of they who diligently. The qualification is diligently. So probably that diligently can be an hour, it can be, I mean, a day, it can be a week. But as you are diligently, Hence, I think for the man, persistent prayers. You see, when you read Luke chapter 18, the Bible says that men ought to always pray and not faint. There's a reason why there has to be a consistent, deliberate, diligent seeking. Because there are certain trouble you might not see, but your prayers will travel ahead. And open up help before even the trouble comes in. Hallelujah. So I want us to touch on the secret place, the secret place of prayer. I want us to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, and we will build something from there. We we'll learn something small. Matthew chapter 6, the book of Matthew. Chapter 6. As I said, prayer doesn't deal with emotions. So you don't say I am tired and because I'm tired I don't want to pray. Or I am I am happy and I don't want to pray. Or I am going through I mean emotional ups and downs and because of that I don't feel like praying. Prayer doesn't deal with your feelings. It is part of us. It is our mechanism. How we pray. So, let's read from Matthew chapter 6 verses 5. And the 6 is the focus. But we'll read verses 5 to 6 or probably 7. It says, and when you pray. Look at this. The model prayer. And when you pray. You shall not be like the hypocrites. I want you to take a second and point over that. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. So there's prayer, but there's a prayer that Jesus is addressing and it's a prayer that people know. He said, when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites who are the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men look at this the reason why they are praying the reason why they are gathering in places to pray in certain meetings is because they want people to know they have a form of word of, of fellowship a form is a form of religious religious art they are trying to keep up that oh I pray so I'm religious I pray because I'm a, I'm a Christian and he says do not be like these hypocrites so as I said prayer starts from the heart you don't need somebody to tell you to pray Or that you are doing everything that you have or you do not have should not drive you in your prayer. It should be a conviction. When you wake up in the morning it's a conviction that you have to what? Get in touch with your maker with your father. So he said assuredly I say to you in the verse 6 in the verse 5 that they have their reward. So, if you step into prayer, as I said earlier in Psalm 91, verse 15 to 16, anytime there's someone to call upon God, God comes in to answer. Here's Jesus telling his disciples uh, or saying that anytime you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who stand outwardly For people to see them with the wrong motive, with the motive of being what? Known as people who pray. A form of godliness. A form of godliness. A form of relationship with the Father. But they don't actually have that relationship. They are just trying to make up And he says that they have their reward so to whatever you do there's a reward in prayer there's a reward whether good whether better whether best whether poor there is a reward and it all starts with the the position of your hearts and he went down he says something in verse 6 But when you pray, the other people will try to do it because of man. They focus on what people say. They focus on how they are seen. Disregarding the most important part, the posture of the heart. So he says, but when you pray, go into your room, And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who sees it in secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Look at this. He sees you in your secret place and he will reward you openly. Now we we, we realize there are two rewards. Those who are hypocritical in their prayer and those who shut themselves in their secret place. They both receive rewards. There's a reward both receive. There's a reward both receive. But there's one that the Father sees. These are questions I want us to deliberate on over the weeks. It says, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your father. Look at this. They went to their room. The requirement was to go to that room, shut the door, and pray to their father. The others stood in a synagogue praying that all men will see The focus was on men. The focus was on the flesh. But the second one, the focus was on praying to the Father. Disregarding the environment, disregarding what people will say, disregarding everything around. Coming to a place where it is only of the Father. So it means that whenever you are praying, see, we don't need to rush into prayer. You need to have time. You need to prepare your heart, knowing that you are going to speak to your Father. It is a heart thing. It starts from the heart. So, in the secret place, God sees in secret. Somebody say, I mean, I I can't pray in the midst of people. I can't pray. See, it's all about the heart. You can keep quiet and pray. You say, He's able, Ephesians chapter 3, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask. Or think about he's able to do it. David said, let the words of my heart and the meditations, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thee. He means that it's not only what is vocal, but subconsciously what is within the heart becomes vocal to God. So, prayer becomes effective when the heart is in the right, what, posture, to whenever you are praying, just check, vet yourself, audit yourself, that is why you need to be mindful. And it's no surprise that Apostle Paul, in Ephesians chapter 6, when he was talking about the Amos, he talked about the breastplate of righteousness, which shields the heart area. See, you need to come to a point where your heart is what? Free, void of anything. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And I pray that as we all wait on God this morning in prayer, the Holy Spirit will work on our hearts, on our hearts of stone, and break it into a heart of flesh. And mold our hearts in the name of Jesus. So to be able to pray effectively, I think the last time Minister Manuela touched on that, it starts with what? The heart. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. The right motive. The right motive. The right motive what is the motive of your prayer is it the right motive it has to be the right motive are you praying because you are being told to are you praying because it is your nature are you praying because I mean you don't want people to say you are not a Christian The motive behind the prayer. To enter into a place of effectiveness in prayer, you have to have the right motive. The motive has to be on God, getting closer to God, getting closer to God. Not about what people will say, but getting closer to God. The motive. The motive. This brings us to the next point that talks about the relationship. He said, if you pray by going to your room and closing the door, you pray to your father, highlighting that keyword, your your father, that means there's a relationship between you and the person who is going to answer that prayer. That is not only God, but your Father. So prayer is a point where we reference to God. It brings us closer. We get to know our Father, who is God. So whenever you go on your knees in prayer, you are building upon that relationship. So you have to have the right relationship with God when it comes to prayer. Let's look at something in Luke chapter 11 verses 11 to 13 the book of luke the book of luke chapter 11 verses 11 to 13. i'm going to quickly read it it says if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he ask for an egg, will he offer him scorpion? Look at this. And when Jesus was talking about this, he was talking about earthly things. That even our earthly fathers will not wish evil, will not want to give evil to us because of the relationship through blood. Look at this. Through blood. The fact that a father is bound to the child through blood, they will not want to what? see that child go through pain or even a mother see that child go through pain. The verse 13 comes to clarify certain things. He says, If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So you realize that he says to those who ask. So you can be a child of God, but you might not be receiving certain things because you are failing to ask. are failing to acknowledge that relationship you know about God but how have you accepted God as your father as a relationship a father will chastise the daughter or son if they are moving away from the way I believe when we were young there are certain things that we were doing probably we are I mean, running towards fire. I mean, our dads or our moms will pat us on our back trying to push us away from harm. And to us, we genuinely want to go there. And sometimes we'll throw a tantrum, we'll scream, we'll fall on the ground. But, you know, it's in our best interest. And we are saved, not because we are special, but because... We are what? Related to our parents because they care. You see, an ordinary person will just overlook certain things. Maybe you are taking certain decisions, and an ordinary person would not want to come in and say, okay, well, I mean, that's not me. That's not, I don't know the person. I don't want to involve myself. But see, because of your relationship with your parents, they can come in and tell you the reality that what you are doing is wrong. See, as a result of relationship. So, prayer builds it, prayer acknowledges that fact that God is our Father. So, whenever you are praying, you are going on your knees, you need to have that in your mind that you are not just praying to. I mean, a being somewhere, a, a supernatural being, you are praying to your Father. Have that confidence that it is your Father. Bible says that we should come boldly into the throne of grace. Why are you coming boldly? Because Christ Jesus purchased you with his blood. And as a result, he made you the heir of salvation to God's kingdom. So you are no longer a sinner. You are a child. And you are not just any other child. You are a child of God. That is your place. So when you pray, the Father would always hear you out. That is why Psalm 91 says, he says that he will call upon me and I will answer. The reason why God answers is because you are his child, his daughter, his son. So we need to embrace this. We need to keep in our mind. We need to consciously, every day in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, you hallow the name of your father. That is why Jesus, when he was teaching the disciples to pray, he said, Our father, lower be thy name. It is the relationship. It's a point of reference. It is the knowing. Whenever a child is being bullied, and the first thing said, "You wait, my father will come around. My mom will come around. He knows that when my parents come, my parents will deal with this." That is what the child will say, or will think about, or voice out that when daddy comes I'm going to get this when daddy comes I'm going to get that when mommy comes I'm going to get that that is how Christians we are supposed to live that you tell whatever problem you face you tell Satan do you know my father? do you know who I am? that alone should put fear when the Bible says there were some folks that went to cast out demons, and the demons, I mean, in a person rose and questioned them. He said, Jesus, we know. And yes, even the, the man of God, when he met Jesus, he I know you, son of man, son of God. Jesus, the man said, have you come to destroy us? And the demons also said, Paul, we know, but who are you? Most Christians are walking without knowing who they are, their sonship. You need to get to know who you are. And the only way is through His Word and through prayer. And the Holy Spirit will uncover mysteries about who you are. There are a lot of false news or narratives about you that the devil will always continue to tell you. But do you know what? God through his Holy Spirit is also speaking to you every single time you read his word. Every single time you pray, there's an aspect, there's a will of God that is open unto you to let you know what your Father has for you, to let you know who you are and your status. And it can only be known through prayer. That your status as a child of God is unveiled that is why Jesus spent so much time in prayer now every single time his father tells him you know what I have made you this I've made you that today I'm going to give you power as you go out anyone challenges you I'm going to give you that power to overcome that is why Jesus also told the disciples wait in prayer until You receive the Holy Spirit. So one, your motives, it has to be right in prayer. You have to have the right motive. And it also points us to what? a right relationship with God as a father. As a father. And do you know what thing that prayer does? The secret place of prayer. It establishes trust in God your trust in God will be revealed in your prayer life in times and seasons where things are very tough but you know what in the midst of it all do you trust that God will come through for you even if it's delaying do you trust God even if it's going against you do you trust God psalm 55 verse 16. psalm 55 verse 16. I want us to read something there. psalm 55 verse 16. Can you trust God? Can you trust God with all your heart and with all your mind? When everyone is going right, God says go to the left side and on the left side, it seems there's nothing there can you trust God have you built your relationship to a point where when God says go to the left you will go look at this the Bible says that an Abraham and Lot had a misunderstanding but you know what God spoke to Abraham that's because of a relationship the Bible never talked about Lot speaking with Abraham Abraham's relationship with God and the Bible says the Lord saw the side of Sodom and Gomorrah and he loved it because it was looking great and Abraham chose the other side and it wasn't looking great the Bible stated that Sodom and Gomorrah the place towards that side was so great, green, fruitful and Abraham went but do you know what? He trusted God to keep him. Can you trust God to keep you? Can you trust God to keep you? And that trust is built when you spend time in prayer. When you spend time in the Word, God reassures. He puts that peace. He confirms His Word in your heart. Every time we go on our knees in prayer, our trust is strengthened in God. Psalm 55, verse 16, I want us to read. It says, I hope we are all there. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Look at this ask for me the confidence the assurance that i will call so we need to come to a point in our life where we say from today my prayer life will change my work with god will change where i will go on my knees and i will call upon god and when i call upon god i know he will answer whether instantly, whether in an hour's time, whether in a minute, whether in a day, you know there's a conviction. You need to come to that point where you know, you trust. If you don't have that trust, then it means that (laughs) there's a problem with your relationship with God. You trust people you know. So when you go in prayer, you should come to a point where you trust that God will come through. So the psalmist says something. But as for me, when I call upon God to save me, and I know He will, look at this. Every evening and morning and at noon, I pray. And cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. That is the verse 17. In the morning, in the afternoon, at night, he cries unto the Lord. Looking at the persistency, he knows that every single time he will cry unto the Lord. Now God is in the business of answering so he's not subjected to time, he's an eternal God, so whether in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, you should know that when you go on your knees and you cry, he will hear and as a result it should strengthen your prayer life, strengthen your confidence in God there are some miniature gods that has been made by men that men worship and they say, these are gods. And some say, there's a God that comes on Wednesday. There's a God that only comes at noon. There's a God that comes at midnight or twilight. The spirit, the marine spirit that comes and empowers people to do certain things comes whenever there's full moon. And they they are able to do that. their god has a time but you know what our god is not bound by time in the beginning was the heavens and the earth god created the heavens and the earth he created the heavens and the earth in the beginning so before the beginning one was god he was self-existent so he's not bound by time so when Ever you call upon God whatever the problem is just trust God he knows what's best all you have to do is trust it's a dealing with the heart and dealing with the heart and dealing with the heart the Bible says that when Abraham was interceding for Lot his nephew it took time but he knew and he trusted God to honor his covenant to honor his word and to go by what God the principles he stood by because he knew that God will not what kill the righteous with the unrighteous he said just God and how was Abraham able to know that? It was because he was a friend of God. He had that relationship with God. So your daily prayer life, your daily walk in prayer, in fellowship with God, will give you access to things that ordinary people would not know. What gives you the confidence to go on your knees to intercede for somebody for you? god to step in is because of your relationship knowing the deep intimate things of god and it only comes through prayer in prayer you pray god will communicate the secret about his word as you read it to you sometimes he'll give you word of wisdom the word of knowledge i mean exceptional Something that you cannot get outside he will give to you because of that relationship Because of that relationship So you have to trust God and it's my prayer that From today as you go in on your knees on prayer God Will call out unto you Like how he called out to someone Bible says and someone heard God call out unto him. Many are called but few are chosen. I pray that you will be amongst the few who are chosen. I pray that as you are chosen, your trust in God, in your Father, will not waver. If there's anything that is causing you to waver in your trust, in your faith, I pray Let the Lord strengthen it. Let your faith be strengthened. In the name of Jesus. I also pray that in the times that you find yourself. Let the Holy Spirit comfort you. In every situation. and Let the Holy Spirit instruct you. And as the Holy Spirit instructs you let your intimacy grow deeper and deeper and as you are growing deeper and deeper let the word that brings deliverance be given to you For so the Bible says he sent his word and they were delivered I pray let the Lord deliver you with his word as you maintain that consistency with him in prayer let him honor you with his word in the mighty name of jesus amen and